Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number 15 of Revelation chapter 12. And we're going to be reading verse 14. And to the woman were given two wings of a great eagle, that she might fly into the wilderness, into her place, where she is nourished for a time and times and half a time from the face of the serpent. Now, as we've been continuing along in Revelation chapter 12, we've seen that um, Satan has been greatly emphasized by God in this chapter. From uh, almost the beginning of the chapter, uh, back in verse 3, we first read of a great red dragon. And as we uh, have gone through the chapter, and actually um, throughout this entire chapter, which is only 17 verses, Satan, the serpent, the devil, or the dragon, one of those names, is mentioned 14 times. 14 times in only 17 verses. Eight times he's called dragon, uh, either a great dragon or a great red dragon or just plain dragon. And and also um, uh, Satan is called the serpent three times, the devil two times, and Satan one time. So God is certainly letting it be known as uh, Revelation 12 takes us first. It began with the birth of Christ as the Lord Jesus entered into the world and then his return to heaven, his ascension. And, and then from verse 6 through the rest of the chapter, its focus is on the woman who has fled into the wilderness for refuge to the place prepared of God, which was the New Testament churches and congregations. And there is intense spiritual warfare in view as Satan comes after the woman. Fourteen times God uh, directs our attention to Satan, and, and actually more than that, um, as he's also called here the accuser of our brethren, and he's not named as Satan or the devil there. But the constant focus of Revelation 12 is that God has prepared the place, the church, the corporate body for the woman to be nourished and spiritually fed for the entire period of the church age, which turned out to be 1,955 years and she could have expected continual attacks by Satan. And and that's what we're reading um, here in verse 14. To the woman were given two wings of a great eagle that she would fly into the wilderness into her place, which is where she is nourished for a time and times and a half a time from the face of the serpent. Because the serpent is after her, pursuing her, seeking to persecute her. 
And, and again, that word persecute, the Greek word translated as persecute, is often translated as follow after. Satan is following the woman. The woman flees to the church. Well, where is Satan's interest turned towards? It turns towards the church. He had been intensely interested in national Israel because they were the caretakers of the oracles of God. That was where uh, God was uh, dealing with his people. That was the place that he had prepared for the Passover, for the coming Messiah to fulfill the spiritual feast of the Passover. And the next place to spiritually fulfill the Feast of Pentecost, or first fruits, was the church. So God changes the place. Satan's focus, as a result of that, also changes and turns to the New Testament churches and congregations that are being established. And remembering back to Revelation 2 and 3, the early churches and, and what God said to each of the seven churches in Asia Minor, well, we, we found Satan there. Some of them had already become synagogues of Satan and, and Satan had a seat in a certain church. His, um, infiltration had already occurred in the first century AD. And, of course, it just continued throughout the church age. He never has given up the pursuit. Throughout the entire church age, until the end of the church age, when God finally turned over all rule of the church to Satan. But, of course, God had another plan, another place in mind, for the last part, the second part of the Great Tribulation, it was God's plan to spiritually fulfill the Feast of Ingathering by bringing in the precious fruit of the earth outside of the church. So the place then turned from the church to the world, and God's people went out of the churches, leaving the church behind into the world. And yes, Satan pursued even then, uh, of course, and their pursuit of Satan never ends, of the people of God. Well, let's look at Revelation twelve fourteen. And to the woman, and we know the woman represents the body of believers, the elect, were given two wings of a great eagle that she might fly into the wilderness, into her place. Now, the two wings of a great eagle are a beautiful picture of God himself, we read in Deuteronomy chapter 32, it says, beginning in verse 9, For Jehovah's portion is his people. Jacob is the lot of his inheritance. He found him in a desert land and in the waste howling wilderness. He led him about. He instructed him. He kept him as the apple of his eye, as an eagle stirreth up her nest, fluttereth over her young, spreadeth abroad her wings, taketh them, beareth them on her wings. So Jehovah alone did lead him, and there was no strange God with him. He made him ride on the high places of the earth, that he might eat the increase of the fields, 
and he made him to suck honey out of the rock, and oil out of the flinty rock. And it continues, we see here God is speaking of Jacob, and Jacob is a name assigned to the elect. Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated. And God, in speaking of Jacob, gives this beautiful picture. And and notice the uh, wonderful detail in verse 11. It, it might be um, describing something we would see in a nature video today. And of course, with cameras and, and our ability to film these things, we can see these wonderful details. But remember, an eagle's nest is extremely high up, and there would have been very few people, if any, that would have been privileged to witness uh, how an eagle deals with her young. And, and of course, God, though, is witness to his whole creation and to every aspect of his creation. God knows the intricate details of an eagle dealing with her young or what would be going on in an ant colony uh, deep down in the earth or or any other creature that he has created. God knows everything about his creatures. He knows everything about everything. And so here, uh, God, who is also uh, a brilliant writer, of course, since he is the author of the Bible, and he has the ability to describe in vivid detail uh, something wonderful, something that we can actually almost see in our mind's eye as he uh, as he describes it here in Deuteronomy thirty two eleven as an eagle stirreth up her nest, fluttereth over her young, spreadeth abroad her wings, taketh them, beareth them on her wings. So Jehovah alone did lead him, Jacob. So as as the eagle cares for her young and flies them on her wings, and and you can just picture that uh, as an eagle takes flight high in the sky and there her young on her wings, so Jehovah does with Jacob. And, And that's the... A wonderful picture God is giving us here in Revelation 12. It's also the picture that he uses to illustrate a comforting truth in Isaiah chapter 40. In Well, it's verse 31, but I want to read from verse 28 because these verses are um, so wonderful. In Isaiah chapter 40, verse 28, Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard, that the everlasting God, Jehovah, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increases strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon Jehovah shall renew their strength, They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. They that wait upon Jehovah shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. And here in Revelation 12, the woman 
It was given to her, um, let me read it again. Revelation twelve fourteen. And to the woman were given two wings of a great eagle. Now God is saying he's given the woman wings, but really uh, the illustration is that we're flying in the safety under the protection of God, Almighty God. He is caring for us that she might fly into the wilderness, into her place where she is nourished for a time and time, times and half a time from the face of the serpent. Now, uh, the word nourished is the same word as feed back in Revelation 12, verse 6. Let's read Revelation 12, 6 because a few things are, are identical. It said uh, in Revelation 12, verse 6, And the woman fled into the wilderness. And we just read the same thing in verse 14, where she has a place prepared of God. It said the very same thing in verse 14. Um, she might fly into the wilderness into her place. And then it goes on in verse 6, that they should feed her there. And that's, again, the same word as nourished in verse 14, where she is nourished or fed for a time, times, and half a time. So the Revelation 12, verse 14, is a reiteration. It, it's a just further emphasis on what God was telling us in verse 6. But it's also very helpful to us to understand the reference to times, time, times and a half. Now, if God didn't give us uh, Revelation 12, 6, we might have some difficulty in understanding what time, times and a half is referring to. But in Revelation 12, 6, the woman fleeing into the wilderness is the same as verse 14. The place prepared of God is the same as verse 14. The nourishing or feeding her is the same as in verse 14. The only difference is the number. And it says in Revelation 12, 6, they should feed her there a thousand two hundred and three score days. But verse 14 says she is nourished or fed for a time, times and a half a time. And that means that time, times and a half is the equivalent to 203 score days or 1260 days. They're both representing the same amount of time. And when we looked up 1260 days, which is three and a half years of 30 day months, and, and so we see the time times and a half, which is a three and a half, how that relates to 1260 days, the 1260 days represent the entire New Testament church age. It's the last half of Daniel's 70th week. And uh, the first half was Christ's three and a half year ministry from 29 AD to 33 AD. And then um, at the point of the cross, the 69 and a half weeks and the 70th week is the New Testament church age which concludes at the end of the church age, and the 1260 days takes us to that point. And, and so we're helped here to understand that the time where she's nourished for a time and times and half a time is the 1260 days, 
and also time times and a half is referring to the church age period. Now, the time times and a half is proven by the context. In another place, time times and a half can take on a different meaning, perhaps. It depends on the context. The context here is what determines what time times and a half means. Okay, let, let's go on where she's nourished for this time, times and a half from the face of the serpent. And then it says in verse 15 of Revelation 12, And the serpent cast out of his mouth water as a flood after the woman, that he might cause her to be carried away of the flood. And we'll read verse 16 too. And the earth helped the woman, and the earth opened her mouth and swallowed up the flood which the dragon cast out of his mouth. Now, what is uh, going on here? What is this flood? And how does the serpent have this ability to cast out of his mouth water as a flood after the woman? Well, we know one thing's for sure. It's not speaking of a literal flood. It, it's not talking about literal water. When when God describes the flood that took place in Noah's day, it's a different Greek word. The Greek word here in verse 15, the first time that it's found, um, when the serpent cast out of his mouth water as a flood is Strong's number 4215. The second time in verse 15, carried away of the flood is 4216. And that's because it, it it's the same word as the first instance, but it has a, an additional word added to it. It's a compound word that uh, has in uh, view born of the water, born of the water, as though you're carried away. And that's why it's translated that way. And then in verse 16, uh, and swallowed up the flood is uh, also 4215. Now, this word is different than the word we find in Second Peter. In Second Peter 2, verse 5, it says, And spare not the old world, but save Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly. This word for flood is Strong's number 2627, and it's pronounced cataclysmos. Cataclysmos, it's a very different word than what we're finding in Revelation 12 and verses 15 and 16. And a um, similar word is found in Second Peter 3 in verse 6, whereby the world that then was being overflowed with water perished. The English word overflowed is um, a translation of Strong's number 2626, a related word to cataclysmos. And so that's a, a very different Greek word, yet it's translated in Second Peter 2, 5 as flood, just like this word is translated as flood. But this word, 4215, in Revelation 12, verse 15, is commonly translated as river or rivers. Uh, for instance, in John chapter 7, we read in verse 38, He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, 
Out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. And that's this uh, same word. It's the same word that's found in Revelation chapter 8. In Revelation 8 and verse 10. And the third angel sounded, and there fell a great star from heaven, burning as it were a lamp, and it fell upon the third part of the rivers, and upon the fountains of waters. So this is uh, a word that is also translated as streams in Matthew 7, and there it, it is in association with a flood as as uh, the streams of waters rise and and destroy a house. But it's uh, the same word as in Revelation 16:12 that says, And the sixth angel poured out his vial upon the great river Euphrates, and the water thereof was dried up. The word river, again, is the same word translated as flood in our verse. And we can see what God is saying here. The serpent cast out of his mouth water as a flood or water as a river, just like the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember that verse in John seven thirty-eight: Out of thy belly shall flow rivers of living water. And that's referring to the gospel, the word of God that goes forth into the world during the day of salvation. It was living water. Wherever the waters uh, went, they brought life. God used his word to save sinners. Well, Satan, the serpent, wants to be like Christ. He comes looking like him. According to 2 Corinthians chapter 11, he, he comes as an angel of light. And, and let's read that verse, uh, since God is uh, focused so intently on Satan in this chapter. Uh, this is good for us to read. It says in 2 Corinthians 11, in verse 13, For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness whose end shall be according to their works. Satan is transformed into an angel of light. And and so he entered into the churches and congregations from the very beginning and and what is the language that is used within the church? It's language that revolves around the word of God, the Bible. Satan, through his emissaries, unsaved men, uh, primarily, uh, uh, now it's unsaved men and women, but then primarily, uh, uh, actually completely, it was men who were in positions of power and authority and and. And therefore, through unsaved individuals, he entered into the eldership and and into the deacon board, and and they became pastors and ministers and bishops and popes and and uh, all sorts of high-ranking positions of power within the congregations, and they developed other kinds of gospels. They changed a word here or changed a doctrine there 
and and came up with false teachings and perverted perverted the gospel of grace the truth became lies and and that's what satan speaks that's what comes out of his mouth rivers of lies that began to flow forth out of the pulpits out of the various churches and congregations and 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 God's people recognized this at times and so there would be splits and and individuals would leave a church that had fallen away and form another church but the rivers of false gospel water continued to flow after the woman it was a constant pursuit of the woman of these elect if only they would believe these lies if only they could be deceived into believing these errors and and these false gospels there's no salvation in a false gospel that was satan's hope and plan to deceive the very elective possible of course it never was but to deceive them and into destroying them and to hold back from them salvation if he could only disappoint god concerning one of these elect just one then uh, then satan could win he had deluded himself into thinking and so this pursuit of the woman took place in church after church as one church fell away and another church formed well that church of course would not be left alone satan had the church as his target and he had the elect within the congregation the woman in that place prepared of god as his ultimate target and he went after the woman and sometimes maybe it was a slow process to get his people into place but he would always seek to do that and then of course god here in verse 16 of revelation 12 gives us a very curious verse to let us know how he helped the woman it says and the earth helped the woman and the earth opened her mouth and swallowed up the flood or the river which the dragon cast out of his mouth well that is strange it's unusual for the earth to help the woman and to swallow up this river of of falsehoods and how is that accomplished well we'll think about that lord willing when we get together in our next bible study in the book of revelation thanks for joining us for e-bible fellowships evening bible studies you can hear these studies monday through friday over pal talk skype e-bible fellowships webcast audio or over your phone For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.